0: Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie. It is Smooth Soul Monday. Uh, and usually, I believe the intent of Smooth Soul Monday was to um, soothe the tortured soul of sports fans out there whose team may be dealing with an L over the weekend. Not the case for Cowboys fans. Not the case for Longhorn fans. Uh, so we're to talk some Cowboys here. Uh, and also, coming up next segment, College Football Coaching Carousel. Got some updates. Auburn's already made a move. Yep. We'll give you the latest on the Auburn move. We'll also go over all the other reports from the coaching carousel uh, at the college football level. We'll get you that coming up next segment. But let's get to these. Cowboys and we just talked about actually Jerry Jones and the, I guess the dirt that was apparently released on Jerry Jones and we were talking in the break and uh, Patrick made a good point I believe some people are speculating that hey, this is the Dan Snyder dirt remember that, that, that <laughs> yeah. Snyder was like he got dirt on everybody some, some people are
1: speculating this you might know be what the dirt though dirt. that would make sense after the Sean Taylor thing everything Dan Snyder does comes out. Like <laughs> like a fart in church. Yeah, Nobody yeah. cares, man. <laughs> what
0: was the? Uh, was, it was a statue? Oh, it, 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 oh, it's a you mannequin. call it? A, yeah, I was a gonna mannequin. say you don't call it a statue. No, it bro. looks like
1: you know they're selling a jersey in the oh, gift no. shop and yes. they put that up in a. You put a cheap statue? No, it ain't even. It, it, it ain't, ain't even a statue, bro. It is but It is, using a term, it is it's not a statue. It is wires.
2: I I gotta go look. On, look on. Oh this. yeah, it's you need line. to look it up. It I is. It is absolutely. Awful. Uh, so yeah, start, I mean, it basically, it is, it's nothing was good about. It. It's
0: more disrespectful to yes. his memory than. Yes. Peng. So mm-hmm. that's tribute. whoever
1: <laughs> buys the team. I guarantee when they build that new stadium, we'll build something nicer and be like, yeah, this is why we want to dance. Today.
2: Why not just have? Yeah, I don't understand. If it's that trash, it ain't even a face. It don't even have a face. <laughs> it's a helmet, a jersey, pants. His oh. Shoes. Oh, it's all like he said. It's, it's like damn big, it's, like, a it's like we go to the Big Twelve
0: uh, yes. conference, yeah. but, it ain't, but it ain't media there. And it's media day. No, it's all wired. No, it's like when you up? go to
1: the gift shop and you're like, man, I want to get a Sean Taylor jersey. Wow. They put that in a glass case. Oh uh, yeah, that's sad. And it doesn't match. The jerseys are Nike.
2: The pants are Reebok. And wow. he had on Adidas shoes, soccer oh, shoes. That's not real. That's not true. And a helmet. That's not true. It's 100% true. Are you serious? That's Are you how joking? Bad it, and Are you they, making a joke here? Are you serious? The, no. I'm being 100% wow. serious. And they
1: had it unveiled. Like, it was in a case. Yeah, they had a they had a whole thing. They had the sheet over it. Yeah. Oh. Like, when they pulled it off, expecting everybody to go, ooh, and everyone pulled it off. And they went, what, is it behind this? Wow. Yeah, oh. it was a wire sculpture. That's exactly what it was.
2: Without a face. Okay. Without a... Nothing. (laughs) Like it is so embarrassing. I'm like, I'm angry for them and I don't even like the Washington football team. I don't even like them. Yeah. But I but when you're gonna honor somebody that put that on the line for you that everybody talks about still to this day, and that is what you put out there for him. Like it was a production Everybody was there. It was an unveiling <laughs> of nothing.
0: <laughs> of an embarrassment? Of an embarrassment. That micro, goes, that microcosm of the franchise. Exactly, 100%. And it's got nothing to do with the actual players like Sean Taylor exactly. or the guys in the locker room. This embarrassment is coming from the... Top of the exactly. franchise and the ownership down. Exactly. Actually, the most respectable part of the franchise is what's happening in the locker room with the players. With another win. With another win, Taylor Heineke Taylor got the Heineken, juice. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, obviously, Snyder and what he's done to, uh, you know, taint his uh, yeah. his his tenure there, and also taint the rest of the league. It's unfortunate um, because, and I think his. You know his ownership days are done. I mean, right. so they're gonna have Jeff Bezos' group or some other group by uh, the Washington Commanders. Hell, hopefully Matthew McConaughey, Minister of Coach, yeah, yeah. And, get in and on and that deal. And Don't Kevin forget. Durant. Don't yeah. forget. Apparently, we're gonna have a lot of Longhorn ties to the Washington yep. Commanders yep. if that ends up uh, coming to fruition. All right, let's talk about the uh, Cowboys, gentlemen, because the Cowboys look good. There ain't no way around it. And I said, I just I posed a question. Uh, I remember it was that last week or uh, two weeks ago. How many teams in the NFC do you take ahead of the Cowboys? I believe we were all at 2. Yep. San Fran and
2: Philadelphia. Correct. Are we still at 2? I'm still sitting right yeah. there okay. right now. Yeah. I mean after last night's performance, Cowboys did not beat Green Bay and Philadelphia did beat Green Bay. So, yeah. you you're still putting you're still chasing that ghost because you're two games behind now. You're still two games out. And look at what uh, San Francisco's doing now. They're starting to, as we've talked about every week, once they get healthy with all the the talent that they have, although I just heard Elijah Mitchell is going to be out six I to eight weeks. I saw that. Hurt That's That's going to hurt them they, a lot.
0: Been, been, he's been their closer. Yes. They've been opening up with Christian McCaffrey a lot yes. in the game plan, and then they'll close Elijah Mitchell down the stretch. Yep. That's going to hurt them.
2: Yeah. So that's going to be one of their biggest uh, faults right now. Mm -hmm. But they're still playing better football. And every time they take the field, you're looking at them like, golly, they're figuring it out. And they always figure it out at the right time.
0: Yeah. No, the the 49ers are scary. And honestly, Philly now with with Ndamukong Suh, and mm-hmm. Lenville Joseph on that defensive front, yeah, you know uh, Jordan Davis is coming back, so they're going to have they're
2: going to have depth too. They're going to have
0: depth on yep, the defensive front, yep. and and their their issues against the run, which similar to the Cowboys, have been one of the only weaknesses and vulnerabilities of that defense all year long. I don't. I think that's actually going to be something that they remedy or something that they end up uh, fi- figuring out by the end of the year about yeah. the playoffs. I think the Cowboys are on that road too, though. Cowboys are they they've, they've they've shifted some things around uh, not so much schematically more personnel wise with some of their moves has made them much more stout against the run we all know uh, about the trade to bring in Hankins that has helped them out against the run um, but against Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants I, I got to tell you that was one of the most impressive performances uh, that we've seen all season from the Cowboys as it relates to their rush defense held Saquon Barkley to 39 yards from 11 rushes this guy was coming as a top five rusher in the league averaging over 95 rushing yards per game hell his longest run was only 10 yards Daniel Jones also been killing folks uh, this year in the run game because Dabble's been encouraging him to scramble a ton none of that happening versus the Cowboys he only had 14 rushing yards he came into the game averaging over 40 so you're talking about between Saquon Barkley and between Daniel Jones those guys came into the came into this game averaging you know close to 140 yards between them Um, and now you're talking about what, what 50, yeah, a little over 50 yards between them in this game. Yeah. I believe 53, I guess. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable.
2: That's, that's the balance we've been talking about, right? That's, the, that's what we've been looking at. And then you start looking at the NFC East. I think all of the teams would be playoff teams in the NFC East. Think about that because of Taylor oh. Heineke and what he's done. Oh. He's brought them in. I think. What are they now?
0: No, you're right. They won like five.
2: Yeah, four, four of the last five. Yeah, yeah. four, of the, four five. of the last five. And so you're sitting there and yep. going back to your point of the balance that we got a chance to see. But Philadelphia ten and one. The um the Cowboys would be five and seven. I mean eight, eight and three. Eight, 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 eight and three. They would be eight, number five. Yeah. They would be number five. The okay. Eagles would be number one. The Giants would be number six. And wow. right now, if the season ended today, the Washington Commanders would be the seventh. See, that's crazy. Think about the NFC least. Wow, is now the NFC best. I mean, I, I don't that's how we're doing. I, I bet historically, I don't think this ever happened. I don't think we've ever seen a division
1: this no. good this no.
0: late in the season. No, I'll go do the yeah, research. That was
1: supposed to be the AFC West, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: that's oh. what we thought about. That's right. That's right. Did y'all yeah. see the oh, oh, yeah. uh, did y'all see the defensive player? Oh, yeah, that confronted Russell Wilson oh, on the yeah. sideline.
2: I think there's probably been the more lineman? of that. I think there's probably gonna be more of that. That was ugly. Yeah. That would look good. And yeah, he that had just look. got a penalty. That D lineman had just got a penalty. And what, why do you think he arc. went
0: off on Russell like because that? Because Russell like, say something we to you? We him? out here
2: trying to move this. We're trying to win this game, and your <laughs> offense is putrid. I mean, and Russell wanted no part of it. You know, Russell well, was mean, like, hey. bit that, that was big brother coming but when through. But
0: you, when you're the quarterback, usually quarterbacks, they go back. They go back at somebody. Like, we've seen that with Brady. We've seen that with Aaron Rodgers. The Rogers. coach
2: didn't even move. That was Nathaniel Hackett no. standing right there. And he using, didn't even look at him. And usually the coach will put his
0: hand up yes. like, hey, man, calm down. Keep it moving. So he's got – the coach no. has no power. He's got no respect in the locker room. Nathaniel Hackett's a one and done we all know that and Russell Wilson so basically the two basically the, the two people who are supposed to have <laughs> yes. the most leadership and right. the most street cred on your squad in the locker room Said have nothing. none at all
2: no, you and saw that's it. Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett you saw right there that was that, like you always say that, wow. was, that encapsulates everything that's going on in their locker room that argument Russell not doing anything and their team still being awful 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 I got, I, I was, and everybody was wrong about that. <laughs> exactly.
0: Nobody saw me that bad. No. Whoever that was, no. please go buy a lottery ticket because uh, that
1: was unbelievable. You know how you know I that thought though. that? Some of the ex Seahawks players. Yeah, that might they're, be the only they're, they're
2: coming out and be like, oh, yo, yo, What didn't did you know. say the other day? You know, you're looking yeah. at uh Pete Carroll and Pete Carroll's like, <laughs> let him cook. Uh, oh, just a <laughs> correction
0: Text wants us to know that the Washington team has won six of the last seven. So okay. give him some credit. we Thank got to give it to him. My bad, Text I ain't been following them along enough. I Six apologize. Six and seven. They get it. Six the last seven. I do like Heineken, though. He, he brings some juice. Energy. Uh, and this texter actually calls them by their old name, too. The I Washington that. racial slurs. I How saw. about that? Uh, okay. Let's get to some more uh, cowboys. Okay. So I had a texter here, and I love this text. as uh, that 33, Clark, looking better every week, y'all. Yes, he is. You got a good eye, texter. And I'll tell you why. Because I saw the same thing. And I went and started uh, cataloging. His snaps, because I was like, "Man, Demon Clark's playing a lot," and I believe the Cowboys believe Demon Clark is better against the run. They think he's a better rush defender. Mm -hmm. That's why he's playing more. That's why they decided Jabril Cox, you're a special teams guy. Demon Clark is who we're investing in to play this off ball linebacker next to LVE, especially down the stretch when Michael Parsons is going to be playing more defensive end on the edge, just because I mean that's where he's most effective. He had two sacks in the second half of that game. Now he's got twelve on the year. But I digress. Getting back to Demon Clark. So remember his his debut was against the Bears and he, had, he played 51% of the snaps versus the Bears. I remember Hard and I kept saying, man, they really like him. They played him half the snaps and he just got off of uh, injured reserve. They didn't mm-hmm. even give him time to acclimate or adapt. Nope, get out there. We need you and we want you. He didn't play much versus the Green Bay Packers, only seven snaps. I believe that was that was a game-specific. Uh, I think that was team-specific. They played a lot of sub-packages, dime uh, in that game, so I think they probably wanted to play with some of their other DBs and maybe in that game more LVR or maybe be Micah at off ball linebacker, but then after that, since that Green Bay game, he's played 43 snaps in week 11. That was 75 percent of the defensive snaps. 46 snaps in week 12, 72 percent of those defensive snaps. So he has basically he's had three. He's, he's basically had three 40 plus snap games uh, in his first four NFL games. Right. So they like him. Well, they remember him they kept
2: play. talking about it. They kept saying, okay, he's getting better. He's going to get his he's going to get some reps. We can't wait for him to get back. They love their doctors looking at him and they were like, "No, he's going to be back at the right time." Now mm-hmm. he's back. They're starting to increase his workload. But to your point, if if that's the truth about the run stopping, that's, that's my what they No, but this that's my what theory. they need.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's my theory. That's what yeah. they need. Yeah, dude. He do.
2: is better against the run. I, mean, I think so. Jabril Cox is somebody that we all thought was going to be a lot better. He's still a, a quality NFL linebacker, and he's going to continue to grow in this system. But you know as well as I do, if if Dan Quinn is looking at you in a certain light, he's going to make sure that he's going to use you to the best of your ability. He's not going to put you in a place place where you're not gonna have success.
0: Yep. That's why I think he's that's why I think he's expediting the development, if you will, yeah. of of Damone Clark. He knows he's better against the run. And I think they want to start playing Micah on the edge more as they get closer to the playoffs. Yeah. Um so and situationally of course. Uh, okay uh, another thing we brought up about the Cowboys uh which I think you know we all have been really complimentary of is the offense and how well the offense has looked since Dak's been back. Love this stat. With the Cowboys uh, now, since Dak's been back, his return, they're averaging 33.8 points per game. And before that, with Cooper Rush, they were averaging only 20, a little over 21 points per game. So you're talking about nearly a 12 points per game difference with Dak in there now. And I think a lot of it is about creativity. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is about, uh, you know, give Kelly Moore some props. He's being very adaptable in his scheme. He believes they got a, a good... A group of tight ends. So you see the Cowboys playing 13 personnel, 14 personnel with three and four tight ends on the field. And what I also like about it is that he's still sticking with the run. We haven't seen him ab- abandon the run. We haven't seen him drift away from it, even in this game. Zeke had 18 rushes. Tony Pollard ends up with a—no, with a, I'm sorry. Zeke had 16 rushes, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, Pollard had 18 rushes.
2: Yes, yes, he so, had more. So he po- po- Pollard but, had but, more.
0: But Zeke was more productive, actually. Correct. Uh, Zeke averaged nearly six yards per carry. And I just think it's because of uh, the matchup. Some weeks, I think Zeke might end up being a better matchup as a back because right. he's a better power back. And that's season. the
2: beauty of them having the two-back yeah. set right now because they can use that to their advantages. They can move uh, depending on the situation because we've all talked about the explosiveness of of Pollard yeah. when he gets to the outside against certain teams it's to the house last week he couldn't get there that was not his that was not his main focus mm-hmm. but Zeke got out there mm-hmm. believe it or not he, he can get through there and get to the outside so yeah he was 16 of 92 for for a long of 22 yards and that was that one play that I was talking about but I don't know how I have not still understood how Dak got outside of Zeke and was able to seal the outside for him. It was it was a crazy running play but it was pretty cool and then of course Pollard was able to do his thing for 60 yards on 18 carries. They, the long was only 13
0: though. Um they ran a speed option too with Zeke all right. Do you remember that? That might have been it. Is that that might have been the play the where he pitched up?
2: it and got in front of him. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah, it might he, got, he gave it up early and got okay. there. Yeah. yeah, I remember the play. Well,
0: either way, I, mean, I like the Cowboys offense. I think it's actually a <clears> really creative <clears> offense. I know. I will wait for you to give Kelly Moore <laughs> some props. I won't even pressure you to give Kelly Moore some props. But I will. I've been a Kelly Moore fan for a while, um, and I, I think he's having one of his best seasons as a play caller. Uh, and also give some props to Tyler Biotish. I brought this stat earlier. Tyler Biotish has played 720 snaps so far this season, zero sacks allowed.
2: They're planning on
0: getting Tyron Smith back on his O-line, too.
2: Yep, yep. and they were talking about moving Tyler Smith down the guard and bringing in uh, Tyron Smith on the outside. So. Man, it, I don't and know. don't forget, they still have Peters, Jason yes, Peters. I forgot his, all about yeah. Peters
0: because he, he's been dealing with an injury of yeah, some sort, right? Yeah. So he hasn't played a
2: lot. And he's he supposed to be a swing, a swing lineman for them now. Especially if they get Tyron Smith yes, back. If they get yeah, him back
0: for the playoffs yeah. and they got Jason Peters and Tyler Smith is playing really well. That old line's going to be a force. And they could go out there with three, four tight end packages? No doubt. Better watch that power uh, power set from the Cowboys, man. They are legit. Uh, okay, um, that's enough Cowboys uh, talk for now. I, wanna, uh, I want to get into some Texans talk. Just real quick. Really? Yeah, I know. No, I'm just kidding. I know, trust <laughs> me. I don't want to talk too much Texans, but um, the Texans did lose to the Miami Dolphins. They were essentially dominated by the Dolphins. Can I just say this because I watched the Dolphins, so I'm talking more about the Dolphins I, and the they, Texans? man. Dolphins yeah, are dangerous, man. They're yeah. going to be a problem in the playoffs. The only thing the Dolphins have to worry about is going to cold weather places to play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But if the Dolphins play in, in a somewhat of a controlled environment and they don't have to deal with the you know the weather and potential snow and wind and all that and elements, yep.
2: ooh, that speed is scary. So, yeah, just, that's a lot because there's so many weapons that they, they have. Got, man, they And are. the fact of what you got, McDaniels, breakers, and McDaniels is a guy that is drawing up stuff in the dirt, it looks like. Like they're in the outside and saying, all right, man, you just run over here. He's going to roll out this way, and then he's going to throw it back across here because Nobody's gonna even know you're on that side. I'm yeah. like, he's doing the things that your guy Kyle Shanahan is doing. Oh well, yeah. Crea- that, he, creativity. He
0: was one of the things he was in the think tank with them yeah. all the time, and they said that he was uh one of the uh, the see- parts of the secret sauce yeah. that Shanahan had there. Okay, let me ask you this. We already we put the, the, the question out there for the NFC. Um, how many teams in the AFC are better than Miami Dolphins?
2: Mm. Um. Buffalo's kind of trending in the wrong direction. Kansas, City, Kansas City's it, is. it. Kansas City's it. That's it. If I have to I was, I, Kansas City. I thought I'ma still say Buffalo, but they
0: beat Buffalo already.
2: Yeah. I mean, so I that yeah.
0: be me just saying it because I like Buffalo, and they're not. both eight
2: and three. But you look at it, their Buffalo's defense has been better. I'll say that I, Buffalo's I, defense has been better, and Buffalo's projected to have twelve wins.
1: Yeah, and I think Buffalo has that point now with all of us that when it gets to the playoffs. We think they have the experience that's going to be a bit more important than some of these teams that are playing really well. But you're like, yeah, man, Buffalo was that team two years ago. Yeah. And that was when Josh Allen made mistakes in the playoffs, and that's when that Mm -hmm. team wasn't experience enough, they did, they added Von Miller, who's another veteran in that yeah, locker room. Yeah. I think that's where I still give Buffalo such an edge that a lot of people may not. They that. don't look great right now. They have a lot of problems, and people are exploiting the fact they don't have a running game. Yeah, yeah and not only that, they are
2: they're they're still having guys coming back from injury as they're well. Yeah, yeah. and down. you know
1: this is another team that when you lose that offensive mind, sometimes teams yeah. take a hit. But yeah, it's still it's just they have that experience in the playoffs that can be so valuable. And like a team like Miami, you go, yeah, you got Tua who – I mean, that dude ain't been a part of a winning season since Alabama. Right. So yeah, you're right. there's something to be said about once you get to that point, are you going to have – is Tyreek Hill going to be the leader to go in there and say, hey, man, I played in Super Bowls. I can tell you how to do it. Or do you need to have a couple years to get used to the playoffs and then you're all of a sudden running for
0: it? I agree with that point. I mean, I guess Mike McDaniels has been on the staff that went deep in, in the playoffs yeah. with the 49ers, but – now you're right. Yeah. I mean, that's so considering the the in the totality of the roster. Can't be many guys you're on their right. roster with a ton
2: of playoff experience. No, because of who they are and what yeah. they've been through. So I'll get, for such like, a no, long I'm with time. the Patrick.
0: I'll I'll keep I'll keep uh I'll keep the Bills and I'll keep Kansas City ahead of Miami. Do we think that when the Bengals get Jamar Chase back, they'll be a team that could be dangerous, too, I'm,
2: in that I'm not, conversation? Yeah, because they've got the experience. They went to the Super Bowl. Joe Mixon, is he, he's in concussion protocol right mm-hmm, now. Okay. But look at what Samajay P. Ron, <laughs> Hendrickson, holla. Uh, <laughs> look at what he did yesterday and what he's been continuing to do the last couple of weeks. I think he's got like four touchdowns in the last two games. He's just been that guy, that workhorse back. Yeah, it's not a lot of drop-off. Not a lot of drop-off. Yeah. I mean, he's more... And again, both of them Oklahoma running backs. Too. That is where, golly, that's where I'm I just with you. thought about that. that. That's I'm very like, strange. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very strange. I was trying to look for this stat that I had of <laughs> of what you were talking about, Patrick, with um, Tua, and I think his oh, record man. was something that was ridiculous. I think, I think
0: they're undefeated right this year with Tua when he's what healthy. Is
2: that when he's healthy, yeah, when, when he, he, he starts he, and finishes. When games. he starts and finishes the game. Yeah, great point.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. I was, but I know I, I, I'm with you. Though I I, I watched you know, Miami, and I've watched them a couple of times this year, but just watched them, I wanted to try to get a more thorough evaluation. Yeah. They are dangerous.
1: They yeah, are. They're and that's, just... they're going to be the team, too, that, like, with a guy like Mike McDaniels, it's, you know, we talk about with Sark, but a lot of these really, really good offensive minds and really creative people, if you go up against a defensive-minded coach that just calls you what you think, like, they think what you think enough, no. that they figure you out, can you make those in-game adjustments and fix it and get ready in the second half, or do you just spiral out of control? And hit, as a young head coach, we don't know how he'll react in that situation, yeah. but you don't know if you end up playing a Patriots team and Bill Belichick just comes out and goes, I don't know, I know how to do this.
0: Yep. Like we yeah. saw
1: them struggle against the Patriots this year, because Bill Belichick no. just goes, I know how to throw so many different looks at you and throw so many things that when I see what works and I see what throws you off, I can throw that in 20 different ways, Oh yeah. We and you don't know how to deal with it. We
0: saw that with Cincinnati. Last year, yeah, yeah. the defensive coordinator got hot. Start throwing stuff at Patrick Mahomes that he hadn't seen. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes looked confused yeah. out there. Uh, and must have up, been that three high safety. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Stark with yeah, man, start struggling. Uh, but no, and, and to to Patrick's point, you start uh, you know you start looking at the way uh, you know Miami looks right now. They look great, but they still relatively new, right? With Tua in that scheme with those weapons, you know. By the end of the year, way more sample size out. You know, you got yeah. you got. 11, 15 games yep. or something to uh, be able to game plan for an opponent. And right now, there's still a relatively new offense. It still has a, a quality about it that makes it unique because nobody has seen a lot of it.
1: No, and when you talk about that, when you talk about the, the Bengals defensive coordinator, you see that with Sean Gouvet, that he had more experience because he'd gone a few times and been like, man, that game plan didn't work. And part of it is, hey, man, I need a quarterback that when we got to change things on the fly, he can go. I have a quarterback that can change it. Because with Jared Goff, I can't change the playbook. Yeah. At halftime and walk in and go, They figured us out. Yeah. Yeah. And he was able to do that with a quarterback and go, Hey man, if they can throw something at us, we're able to we, they, we, if they zig, we can zag.
0: Yeah, no, the, whole, the whole point of the Patriots game plan versus Sean McVay, the first time he went to the Super Bowl with Jerry Goff was, remember they were he, he was the first coach to use the actual headset communication to his advantage because he would tell Jerry Goff, get to the line of scrimmage as quickly as possible before they turn off the headset at 15 seconds uh, left on the play clock so I can talk you through the defense. So Jerry Goff would get up there like with 30 seconds left. So basically Sean McVay would be talking him through the defense for 15 seconds, like, all right, watch that safety. When he comes down, you do this. And that's how he talks his way through it. And Belichick decided, okay, I'm going to have a different defense. And at 15 seconds, my defense is going to change. Yep. As soon as Sean McVay can no longer talk to you, I'm going to change the entire yeah. defense. So he put in two defensive calls. There was yep. a, a pre-15-second uh, defensive call. Everybody would line up in a pre uh shell-snap look. That's cold-blooded. And then at 15 seconds, yep. everybody would shift. And then yep. Jared Goff had to figure it out on his own. And he couldn't figure no. it out on his
1: own. And so that that's the thing you worry with <laughs> young head coaches and young quarterbacks, which is why you go back and go, why I like the Bills still. So you go, man, there's just experience there. Would you like the Cowboys? You go, man, there's some experience there now. Those teams, San Francisco, there's experience. They've been through those. A good point, man. And it just it means a lot in the playoffs. It does. It matters. And yeah. the yeah. Bengals made it the Super Bowl last year with zero experience. Yeah. So it's possible to go either way. I'm just saying, it. it if History I, will tell you. That's what i to say,
0: if I had to, if I had to bet on experience or any experience, I'm with you, brother. I think it's a good one there. Good take. All right, uh, we come back. We'll talk about the college co- coaching carousel. A lot of names out there. Breaking news from Auburn. We'll get to that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.
2: When I start making love, I don't just make love. I be
1: stroking. That's what I be doing. <laughs> I be stroking. Welcome
0: back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104 Down the Horn. It is a smooth soul Monday, and... I think we brought this song up last week, actually.
2: We did. Yeah. That's what we be
1: doing.
0: <laughs> and I think we all know what he's talking about. I oh, think that yeah. was my cuz I was like, what is he talking about? you like, you know what he's
1: talking you about. You know what is he's it talking about. what I think about.
0: it is? Like, yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. He,
1: he gets way less uh hidden about it by the end of the song. So right? there's, yeah. no,
0: there's no discretion here. No, there, like-
1: there's some lyrics at the end of the song that are just, <laughs> just <Yeah>. kiss. Great <laughs> lyrics.
0: Like you surprised at PG-13? Like, anytime yeah. you do
1: a couple things where you do the, you rhyme a word, and everybody knows what word's coming, and then you go, hey, I'm <laughs> so everybody knows. I'm about to say something yeah. really, really yeah. dirty.
0: You know what song actually is like that, and it's not a surprise at all. Um, I think it's a uh, it's Sexual Healing. Did you ever hear oh, yeah. heard the yeah. real lyrics of Sexual Healing? Oh yeah, Marvin Gaye. Yeah, yeah. Yo, like yeah. at the end of it, it gets really graphic towards the end. <laughs> yeah, I swear, you gotta look up the lyrics. the lyrics, most most of the time, it cuts off before the end because yeah. the end is really graphic. for yeah. some I reason I don't know what got into Marvin there, but he was. It's all about it at the end, but it's sexual healing. <laughs> it's the name of the song, so at least you should expect uh, to get a little graphic there. All right, uh, <laughs> let's get to college football coaching carousel, hill, gentlemen. All right, big news coming out of
2: Auburn. All right, you uh, let me know about this. Is it official? Official? It's official. Official. <laughs> Hugh Freeze has been named the head football coach of the Auburn Tigers.
0: All right, now,
2: yeah, yeah, you go. So here we go. At five fifteen, it was announced that he was the hire.
0: I love this tweet. Um, Auburn hired a former <laughs> Arkansas State coach, fired him, replaced him with a former Arkansas State coach, fired him, and then replaced him with a former Arkansas State coach. <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> so it
2: true. looks like that's where <laughs> that the ground is, is
0: right? <laughs> that's you know. wild, right? I guess you want to get the job at Arkansas State. It's yeah, the, that's that, a real yeah. story. <laughs> that's a great job right there, man. Exactly. Uh, uh, but what do we think about uh, Hugh
2: Freeze? I mean, on the field, he he does a great job. Okay, you know, off the field, he's had some controversy and some things. So that you have like happened. this hire though for Arthur? I think. It, I mean, yeah. If we if we're just gonna go strictly for the field stuff, then okay. yeah, this is something that is going to be really, really enticing for a quarterback, especially mm-hmm. when you right. start thinking about it and how you're gonna compete in the uh, SEC you start with the quarterback and you need to put some points up on the board. Now the biggest story is going to be is you are you going to keep Cadillac Williams who's a former Auburn Tiger. who's yeah, done a be, great job. Yeah, that'd be a good move. Right. Yeah, gives you he's free a credit. great recu- and he's a great recruiter as well. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so when you start looking at those types of things, I think it will be. But like anything else and and this is something that you and I have talked about when you get these jobs at these Power 5 schools, you're expected to do something, and you're expected to do some quick. Yeah, the exactly. fan base is as excited as they are about you. They are ready to help you pack. Mm. So you need to get—especially there. Think about it. They yeah. got rid of Gus Malzahn, and Gus Malzahn had a winning record. He just couldn't beat Nick Saban. And so, beat him one, beat him, him one, yeah, beat, beat him, him, but didn't beat him enough. But didn't beat him enough. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like what you were talking about at the beginning of the show when you were talking about Mac Brown. Yeah, people were like, "You you won eleven games, but did you beat Oklahoma? And did you beat Bob Yeah, two? Exactly. Nope. Well, you might need well, to go. Yeah, we might need to <laughs> pack you <laughs> yeah. up. We need to find somebody that could beat him. Ryan Day's him. doing it. Ryan enough. Day That's That's that. lost
0: to Jim Harbaugh twice. Now, people are like, back. I don't know if he's the guy. He's like he's forty and
2: five. <laughs> and look at how many draft
0: picks you got. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm
2: like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, this is that time though. As, just like we talked about about the free agent market for college athletics, now it starts with the coaches. Now it's moving around with the players. Right. So there's there's a lot that is going to have to be in play. He looks like he's going to do okay because he he knows how to use the transfer portal as well because look what he did at Liberty. And that's why there's no patience
0: either. Right. Transfer portal. Right. That's you can, exactly pull, you right. can pull in talent that can help you right away. You don't have to. Oh, I need four years to recruit my guys. Yeah. Develop my guys. Like, nah, sorry, you don't get that. You can
2: get a couple of them. Yeah, you
0: don't but right get right now, I need to you to get
2: to winning. Get to that transfer right. portal and that's get right. to work. No doubt about it. That's
0: right. Uh, another big name, Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. That mm-hmm. is also a done deal. Um, he's coming from Cincinnati, 13-0 last year. 57-18 his time. Miss Cincinnati nine and three this year. I think that's a hell of a hire. That's a, I do too. That's just a home run for Wisconsin. And Wisconsin, by the way, they, they don't need a lot of help. not so like you're having to rebuild no. a program. You really just got to you got to tinker with
1: it. You got to tweak it. That's well, exactly and, right. But you got to keep players now too. Yeah. that's do. a big one you because do. when you have a good team, all these coaching hires take on a new meaning because everyone can transfer out. Yeah. So you need to get a good enough hire that he's got to go re-recruit that entire team and then bring in some more people. That's fair. But man. that team was projected to. A possible Big Ten winner this you're year.
0: You're right about that. He'll probably bring some guys from him from Cincinnati he think can play on this, yeah. uh, on this team too, on this roster. Yeah, hey, right. Hey man, you want to make more money?
1: Come on over <laughs> to exactly. Cincinnati. That's right.
0: You want to make right. money? Play on a bigger stage? Come yeah. on. Come on. No doubt about it. Come That's to so death row. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that was Lincoln Riley's pitch. That was, the US, USC, yeah. man. Covered Dev Row. That's come basically how they did it, man. Row right. style. And matter of fact, that's how everybody should copy the Lincoln Riley blueprint. Why not? Bring bring every bring good player from God. that roster Which is why, getting back to Patrick's point, like, man, you better be working because a lot of coaches are stealing. If you come into a new job, probably the chances are that, I don't know, 30% of the really good players are going to be gone either because they wanted greener pass on their own or the coach decided if he left, and he wasn't fired, he left for a better job, he was taking those guys with him. Right.
2: That's taking I mean that's that's the name of the game yep. now. Everybody's able to move around. So let's just see what happens now.
0: Uh Philip Montgomery was um relieved of his duties there at Tulsa as the head coach. He was forty five and fifty three in his time there. And guys, one of the athletic uh reports are saying that Brendan Marion who's a mm-hmm. former Tulsa Hurricane himself? That he's going to be up for the head coaching job there potentially. His name has come up a lot. I I was talking Good for him though. Yeah, I was talking to uh, some coaches at the in the college ranks, and we we're basically having a random conversation about, hey, what what offensive minds, what coordinators, offense and defense, hot young names right now? Uh, do you think are going to be you know uh, high, been mentioned a lot in this hiring cycle? Brandon Marion's name came up. Probably as much as any other coordinator.
2: Rightfully so. As
0: any other assistant coaching coordinator in that conversation. Now, and I was talking about talking to three college coaches. Yeah. So he's he's a hot name.
2: That 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 is something that yeah. should be happening. I mean, we we talked about this before. He left being an OC play caller mm-hmm. to come and be a wide receivers coach. Uh, partial play caller, maybe. I don't know how the meetings went. Yeah. I mean, he's a pass he game coordinator. That, here at Texas. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, I probably need to. Continue to spread my wings because what we talk about, you don't want to get pigeonholed yep. as that guy, especially if you were standing on that stage at one point exactly. And now you decided to take a step back, come and help the University of Texas, did your thing. Now you might have another opportunity to make some moves around. That's important right there. Yeah,
0: a key to being a fast riser is to keep rising. Yep, exactly. You get stuck at one place too long, and everybody's yeah. like, they forget about you. And his name has been hot. The one thing his agent will tell him is, like, don't let people forget your name. Right. Keep rising. And that may cause you to have to go. I, we were just talking in a break about, you know, a and going to hire a new O.C. That's pretty obvious. They need to hire a play caller. Right. So there's an O.C., Brandon yeah, Marion's they, name will be mentioned. Yeah, and, they say that right the now.
2: OC, and I'm like, you ain't even a play caller. I <laughs> know, but they're, so they're hopefully even, yeah, they can yeah. hire a
0: play caller, right. not just an OC. Correct. But I've heard Brandon Marion's name might be thrown around there, too, just because he is one of those hot, innovative uh, young minds. He's going to bring his own offense there, no too, with the go-go offense. So just so you know, would you, would you rather be the OC of A&M or whether you be the head coach of of Tulsa, if you're bringing it married. I that's would the question. much
2: rather be the OC at A&M. That's
0: how I feel,
1: too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I understand A&M? that's where you went to school at, is Tulsa. Yeah. But are you getting it to get your feet wet, to get to your next stepping stone, or are you going to go there and not... I'm not saying you won't do well, but that's not a place that has a lot of success.
0: Exactly, and if you don't do well there, then you're then pretty you're, much done yeah. for, tr- for the head coaching ranks for now. Exactly. you got to take time off and then almost... Go back Go back to being an C- O.C. Reapply.
2: Yeah, you're going to go back to being <laughs> an, an O.C. <laughs> I'm yeah. with you. So yeah. I, I, yeah.
0: Uh, Brendan Maris will have some decisions to make, no question about it. Uh, David Shaw also stepped down from Stanford, uh, and Deion Sanders has time been time. offered the Colorado head coaching job. We don't know if he is going to take that job. I think Deion Hold out for something better because he is probably, in my opinion, he's one of the hottest names that you can get right now in coaching. And think about this. Guys, if you get Dion, this guy's got recruiting ties in Georgia because he was drafted by the Falcons, in Texas because he was a cowboy, in Florida because he was born there, and in Mississippi now because he's at Jackson State.
2: And he has him in Texas because he had a high school that he was running. Truth Academy.
0: That's right. Those are the best recruiting mechs in the country, even if he fails. And I don't think he will because mm-hmm. he, can, he can hire NFL coaches like he did Zimmer. He can bring in the best recruiters like he did Tim Bruce, the guy that recruited me and Vince Young and Chris Sims. The guy's just a, a mercy when yeah. it comes to recruiting he can bring all those guys in so i think he'll have success but even if he doesn't he's gonna leave your coffers so full of talent yes that the next guy's gonna come in and pick right where he left off i guarantee you yeah so
2: that's why i'd hire dion tomorrow and you look at it, Dion. the last two seasons he is 22 and 2 so as it's the like, head coach that's only bad year it was a COVID year yep and, and it wasn't was, a bad game. And yeah, it wasn't he, even bad. bad. Yeah, we yeah. were four and three. Yeah. So he still
0: won games. But yeah. I'm, and, you know, I think they're going to play. They haven't had the conference championship yet. They got
2: yet. the swag coming up this but week. But he won it this, last this year. And they're playing for the championship this okay. week. Okay. So yeah. he could win it two years in a row. I don't yep. know what's taking people so long.
0: I'd that guy yesterday. And also Matt Rule took the uh, the Nebraska job. And yep. I think that's a home run hire, too.
2: And uh, unfortunately, down at Texas State, <sighs> our man uh, Jake, Jake Spavitol was relieved of his duties at Texas State. Um, goes back to what I was saying to Chris Hummer earlier. We need to figure out, you need to figure out what you are going to be as a university before you get your next guy in. You have to figure out if you want to play on the big stage, you got to help get to that big stage. Because if you go and look at all the Sunbelt conferences and look at their facilities, you will see a totally different point of how they're having their success as opposed to that. Now, everybody wants to talk about the high school ranks, and rightfully so. That might be the way, but you got to be patient if you're going to get a coach to try to bring in a bunch of those high school kids, because if you're going to grow your program, it can't be, I need you to win right now. I need you to develop right now.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. All right, we'll come back, wrap it up, put it in, Evan right here on Ball Don't Lie on down The again. You mind if I...
1: Have some of your tasty beverage to wash this
2: Oh yeah, you know, I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk.
1: Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay.
2: It's five o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already five o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How
0: about a nice cool
2: drink? That oh, is really man, that is that That's really good. That's good. That's... Papa Tom
0: again Alright, welcome back to Ball do Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven uh, before we do that we'll let you know what's on tap if you miss any part of any of the shows please go to hornfm.com and you can catch up with them on the podcast page what you got coming up on tap Harch
2: I am going to watch this football game and I'm going right. to spend some time with the fam because
1: I ain't seen them in a while so I'm going to go <laughs> home and hang out with them for a little bit
0: that is a beautiful thing uh, Patrick, what you got on tap you got instant serious
1: serious tonight Woo. at 8 right. I'll try not to lose my voice completely while we do the show. And then we got yeah. Soccer Matters coming up next. Soccer Matters comes up at 7. Boom. Right. In series at 8.
0: Beautiful thing. All right, I'm going home. I'm going to watch the Monday Night Football game tonight. And also, I'm going to watch Baylor again. Um, and I'm going to track. I'm going to have a lot of great stats for you guys coming up this week for all of my advanced analytics and evaluations. I'm doing my last game tonight, watching and tracking Baylor. And I'll have that for you coming up tomorrow.
2: And shout out to the Texas men's basketball team being ranked number two. In the AP poll today They mm-hmm. play Creighton This week That's Thursday gonna night That's going to be sexy Big gang, Yeah I think I might go to that one Hello Ball Don't Lie Might be represented there we might have
0: to check I that mean, out I mean I'll be there uh, Yeah <laughs> we're, we're always represented Because That's of right. Patrick uh, Remember right. the revolution We're going to talk about it Right here on Ball Don't Lie We love you guys We mean that Take care of yourselves but more importantly Take care of each other Peace